Hello people. Welcome to the community of the Growth Mindset podcast. Guys, if you are a first time listener, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening from so that you don't miss on more interesting episodes coming up in following weeks. And for our daily listeners, here we are again with a new episode where we will interview another interesting personality from a unique industry and understand how they were able to accomplish this great level of success. Remember, this is a podcast where we learn easy, practical methods and tips that we can implement in our daily lives from the very best and the most successful people known today. Because as we all know, success leaves clues. And we the people having the growth mindset will use these clues to create a better, more fulfilling and a successful life. So, let the growth begin. First thing first Jordan thank you so much for taking your time out and joining us on the growth mindset podcast it is a pleasure to have you here thank you awesome uh, Jordan for people uh, in india since you know podcasting is a is a fairly new space uh, it's not something that has boomed currently uh, would you like to tell people for people who might not have heard about you a little background about you and your podcast yeah sure growth mindset university <laughs> is my podcast and it's all about learning the lessons that we should have learned in school but did not and it features lessons from people that we should have been learned from as well not just people who are spitting spewing regurgitated theory from a textbook produced by mcgraw hill education or sengage or pick your poison really i don't know if if I wonder if they're in India, I wonder if McGraw, I wonder if it's just an American company or not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, yeah, we're, but bottom line, yes, we're learning from the people we should be learning from people like, um, you know, Ryan Serhant of Million Dollar Listing New York, the how to sell yourself. Uh, it makes sense to learn from somebody like that who sells billions of dollars of real estate every year on a TV show, um, <laughs> on the, the biggest real estate TV show. Uh, you know, human nature from Robert Greene of 48 Laws of Power, the Laws of Human Nature. Perfect. And uh, when did you start your podcasting journey? What got you into this this mindset of, you know, like, I should start a podcast maybe? Yeah, you know, I started in April of 2018. I think my first episodes came out on April 17th of 2018. And I uh, posted about it everywhere and nobody batted an eye. Nobody, I announced it everywhere. No one cared. True. Uh, rightfully so. Like I, 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 even when we when we launch a client's new podcast, sometimes and they don't have like this gigantic built-in audience, they'll announce it, and and honestly, people don't care in the beginning. Like it's <laughs> it's it's hard to get people to care, especially with me. And I didn't have then nothing in my track record, my body of work previously indicated that oh, this might be good. There is. There really wasn't anything good prior to that. So, I, yeah, in a way, uh, I mean, and, and it, I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't big for for a really long time. And you know, depending on 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 how you, what podcast you compare it to, it, it might still not be big. Uh, it's it's big compared to most podcasts, but uh, when you compare it to you know the 
you know, the Lewis houses of the yeah. world. It's really not big. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know what got me into the mindset of, of starting it, but I just did. Hmm. Interesting. And a lot of people uh, actually, you know, in India are starting a podcast or getting into this podcast space. Now, for people that I personally work with, that I train, and this is one very important question that I've been asked over and over again as to how to find leaders like, let's say, Neil Patel or let's say Robert Green or I normally recommend people is, you know, basically, you know, sending them an email or, or you know, reaching out to them on LinkedIn, trying to engage with their post. This is one way of doing it. Do you have any better ways, you know, uh, as to how people can approach these leaders so that they have better shot at getting these guests on the podcast? Yeah, well, well, first and foremost, I am only hosting people on the podcast who I am already naturally curious about, people whose books I have consumed, people whose products and services I use. I, I have successful people who make a lot of money pitching me all the time. There's somebody, somebody less, and, and I, I don't even respond. I just delete the messages. Like I, I'm just like the messages, the emails. I'm just, and I think I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it'd be a good, good podcast. I'm sure you're very successful, but like, I, I honestly, like, I don't know who you are. And I have, I have, I have a limited number of spots. I have 52 spots a year, one a week. And, and I have my own agenda. I have my list of people that I want to get to. And I don't want to have to feign curiosity. I don't want to have to pretend to be curious. That is, but how, how am I reaching out to, to these people that I really, really want to interview? Well, I'm using email. I use a tool called hunter.io to find their emails. I also use a tool called rocketreach.co and I send them an email. That's how I do it. Hmm, interesting. And what, what kind of email sh should it be good when you're drafting an email? Like how should they approach it? Yeah, you have to show them that you care. You have to prove to them that you've consumed their work beyond hmm. just reading their profile or something that any, anyone can find. You can't just say love your work. Anyone can say that. Yeah. Uh, really, like, really, what do you love about it? <laughs> yeah. True, that's, that's, I, I, that's the tough question, right? If somebody I'm just... Tempted to, I, I, I'm tempted to say that sometimes when, when I get, like, uh, when I get, you know, maybe I'll get any sort of pitch and they're like, oh, saw your profile and really loved it. I, I just want to say, like, yeah, man, what do you, what do you love about it? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's it? What do you like? <laughs> you wouldn't have no idea. Um, so, so you got to go a little bit deeper than that. And, and this is why like, I don't have to try because I'm reaching out to people whose work I've already consumed, who's, who I already know about. I don't have to do a bunch of homework. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of, I will in the subject line, put something specific, maybe a line from their book, maybe, maybe, a t maybe something they said in a tweet or a LinkedIn mm. post or something like that. Uh, and then, and then the whole first paragraph, which is about one to three sentences, nothing more is, is, is commenting on something that they wrote or did and its relation to me and how it impacted me. There's just a lot, a lot of things in there that, that prove that I care and that I've consumed their work. Hmm. Interesting. That that's a very good insight because at times even when I send them emails, you know, I I'm not very specific about the work. I think this is something mm -hmm. very important that you know all of the podcasters who are trying to reach out to other guests should keep in mind. I uh, know take take a couple of days if required, but at least craft. Uh, you know, show them that you really care. And yes, it it it's the most important part. And and I will emphasize that 
I already said this, but I will emphasize that the subject line is yet another opportunity to prove that you care and that you've consumed their work. Don't miss out on that opportunity. Really, the the subject line and the first paragraph uh, are, are great places to implant that. And and I mean, the rest is 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 just very briefly, um, you know, explaining your show and maybe a one line and and your mm. your social proof uh what what your who your past guests were and then asking them going for the ask yeah true and what what are some uh you know things that you've noticed uh, jordan when it comes to a podcast or some mistakes that you are uh you know looking at they making which could actually which which is kind of hampering their success or hampering the growth any things that you are seeing mm. noticing today yeah, a lot of people just having guests because other people have guests on their podcast and they think they should. They just have guests for the sake of having guests just because they think that some void has to be filled. Some some guest slot inherently must be filled, and that's not the case. We launch podcasts plenty that that are solo. That you don't have to you don't have to have guests. So it's funny so many people assume that that a podcast has to have Yes, or at least a lot of people in our space. Hmm. And it's funny, we launched a podcast last week and I was reading the comments on this on this person's post when he announced it. And so many people, like countless, countless, countless people, like 200 people were like, yo, we got to record. And and I'm just sitting there laughing, you know, <laughs> being the mastermind behind it, like managing this podcast. And I'm like laughing like, you assume that this... <laughs> podcast has guests this is not an interview True. show this is a solo show <laughs> and, and and the host and i were having a laugh about it <laughs> so yes having guests for the sake of having guests and and faking hmm. curiosity pretending to be curious about this person that that filled their imaginary void of a guest slot it sound it it sounds weird, uh, and people just I mean people just don't listen to those podcasts, you know. Mm. Uh, I, the, the, it's and unfortunately it's the over it, it is in our space uh, the majority of them. And the best podcasts you can you can hear the curiosity. Think think like James Altucher and mm. and Joe Rogan. Like yeah. think about think about the tones that they use. Think about they really, really, really want to talk to these people. Like, don't have a guest on your show unless you really, 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 really want to talk to them. That's what I'm trying to say here. Hmm. And how how should people prepare? I mean, let's say if you are really going to go ahead and interview somebody that you really love, you adore his work. Well, yeah, you don't even have to prepare that much. If, hmm. It's it's funny because I, I wrote a little bit about preparing in my book, The Podcast Playbook. And that was before I really shifted into exclusively interviewing people whose work I consumed previously. Mm -hmm. And so now I really don't have to do much preparation because I've done the preparation over the past few years. I've already, I'm already very, very familiar with them. And all it takes is just very briefly putting some bullet points onto the notes on my phone and then just having that up right here on the desk while I'm uh, so that's what helps me. I, I, I like to have 
that safety net. I like to have some bullet points. If it's an in-person interview, I'll actually print print out a piece hmm. of paper. I'll print my yeah. notes out. Um, just again, bullet points that that honestly, you know, some people look at it and they're like, I don't even what is this, Jordan? Like, uh, you wouldn't even like. Only I know what the bullet points like. <laughs> they're just they're just like almost in a way heuristics, like shortcuts from my mind, hmm. like just to fall back on like like th- like this word will trigger something mm. uh in my brain this will tell i'll be like oh yeah i gotta go down this path i gotta ask this question um so that's really all it is for me at this point interesting and what about let's say people who want to grow their podcast find more uh, listener base this is a challenge mm. that a lot of people face what according yeah. to you are some uh, practical tips that people can do which can help them grow their podcast reach out to more audience yeah so there are some there you can only do so much organically but of course you should definitely maximize that you know if you're not on linkedin i don't, really don't know what you're doing and uh i mean it's just it's just not happening on instagram it's, it's just not so linkedin's great linkedin is the way uh video is the way um you know i i I, I love, um, you know, the audiogram videos from each episode. I love quote cards from each episode. Hmm. Uh, I love, like, it's, it's just, it's great to be able to put out, like, I, I, when did I post one two days ago, the quote card for this week, a quote card image, quote image of Jim McKelvey, uh, co-founder of Square. And it was the first time something is done, it's always done by someone who's unqualified. And, you know, it's good to just be able to, uh, you know, put that out and, and for me, you know, get, uh, 10,500 views on it. And, and that's great. You know, I, I do, I do really rely on LinkedIn. And when I don't, when I don't promote an episode on LinkedIn, which I do experiment with every now and then I have fewer listeners. I just do fewer people to listen to that episode when it doesn't get promoted on LinkedIn. So, uh, that's, that's one, uh, but yeah, paid promotion is, is really great. And I'm not really, I'm not, not talking Facebook ads per se, but the the podcast apps, a lot of them you can, you know, they have partner programs where you can reach out and do some paid placement, maybe show up on the homepage. Uh, and look, some of them range, some some of these platforms cost like $8 or $14 per subscriber, which is absolutely terrible. Uh, and some of them are 50 cents per subscriber. And so there there's some really great opportunities out there. You just got to go through all the podcast apps and, and email them about their partner program and find out information. And uh, I mean, the only difference between a lot of people and the Jordan Harbingers of the world are is paid placement. Hmm, interesting. I didn't know this because I've, this is the first time I've heard this where somebody said, you know, you could actually go ahead and promote your podcast on, uh, you know, different podcasting platforms or applications. This is interesting. This is a, a new place for us to explore as podcasts and especially in India where this is not something which has grown to a great extent. Obviously that insight would help, mm-hmm. help a lot of podcasters. And yeah, and it's, and it's really great, you know, cause sometimes they'll target it to like, um, you know, like, I, like when I, when I run a promo, it's like, you know, obviously targeted to English speaking languages, but you know, mm. you, they have these apps have listeners from everywhere around the world. Like they, you could, you could target just India, you know, if you, if you could make it, make your podcast show up on the homepage of, <laughs> of the app in India, you know, it's, 
a really great opportunity. Uh, obviously, involves uh, good investment of, of capital. Uh, yeah, but for it's me, worth it. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And in your experience, right? Like uh, coming out a little from the podcasting space in your own personal life, uh, Jordan, what did you learn? Let's say top two lessons. Top two lessons from Robert Green when you interviewed him. Oh, I was hoping you'd ask about him. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> He's an amazing guy. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things that I reference all the time in my podcast and in real life is you can uncover somebody's shadow sides. You can uncover somebody's dark side, their dark traits uh, by noticing what are their overly emphatic traits? Because generally under the emphatic trait lies the opposite. So mm. under that extreme show of aggression, usually lies uh a lot of insecurity, you know, for example, somebody who's like, oh, I'll beat the crap out of you. I'll beat the crap out of you. Who just goes to that line whenever they feel threatened, which I know somebody like that in real life. Well, we all know that that person is extremely insecure. Insecure. Yeah. Extremely like, like shockingly insecure. And so let's think about it in terms. And this is the example that Robert Greene used with social justice warriors. Think okay. about. These social, are you familiar with the term social? No, justice? no, I'm not. So these virtue signalers. Okay. People who are all about, I mean, think about what's going on in, uh, in America right now. Uh, usually, you know, there, you know, there's Antifa, the anti-fascists. Well, the anti, the anti-fascists, if you haven't figured it out by now, are the fascists. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the anti-racists. Are the racists? Are the racists? These these virtue these virtue signalers. Oh, and, and another example: the male feminists are usually the abusers. Mm. <laughs> right. The, the people sense. that are the loudest usually have the most to hide. You see, people like Bill Clinton and the Clintons with all these charities and and the Clinton Foundation and and the guy's like a serial rapist. He's got so much to hide, you know. So I I just I think that those examples are kind of funny. Um, but you think about it in terms of virtue signalers, uh, these social justice warrior types who are always, always on the right side of things, making this show of love and mm. peace. And usually what lies under their, their love and always on the right side of things, always so morally superior, usually under that lies a lot of hatred and pent up aggression. Interesting. Okay. Yes, and and wow. it is ever present in America right now. There's so many points of evidence with that. It's it's really, it's really quite, quite, I mean, quite sad, quite funny for me, uh, but also very sad. And and but yeah, that's that that is the, the chief lesson that I take from, from Robert, and okay. that's obviously it's covered in the laws of human nature. Yeah. Well. Okay. If I had to ask you, let's say, two books that. Again, this is a vague question because, but I want to understand which are top two or three books that you love so far, which is which is very close to your heart. Yeah, the laws of human nature. I mean, kind of in order back here. Okay. Um, I mean, the laws of human nature is on top because it doesn't fit on the shelf. <laughs> but yeah, that and uh, way of the peaceful warrior and the subtle mm. art of not giving a fuck. And okay. Those are those are my three hmm. favorites and, and I've interviewed all of them. Yes. Amazing. I've seen you've got some really interesting people and uh, uh, kudos to you. I mean, that's, that's really yes. nice. 
Jordan, for people, let's say, who want to become successful in any field, it could be podcasting, it could be becoming a, a content creator, any specific field that they'd like to become. What are some top three traits that you think people should develop in them? Well, I'll, th- I'll throw a caveat in here. Usually when uh, when people are giving advice, it kind of sounds like, these are the lottery numbers I played. They worked for me. Yeah. So they'll work for you too. You know, so so that's mm-hmm. my caveat. That, okay. That this, all the unique circumstances and right time, right place, and it, it, every, there's there are too many variables to even count. Point being, what's happened to me over the past really two years, I guess, is when things really started going. It's not entirely replicable. Hmm. But what I'd say is dig the well before you're thirsty and that build rapport with people before, if ever, you need to go in for an ask. And, and that's just I'm just being a power connector, you know, reaching out to a, a lot of people. Whenever you hear somebody on a podcast, where any podcast you hear, you should be reaching out to both the host and the guest afterwards. Hmm. It's it, it's just it's just it's just common sense for me that that after I I hear a podcast, I I reach out to uh, at the very least the the guest that was on that show, and I uh, you know maybe I form a relationship with them or I'm connected with them, and maybe you know they start seeing my posts. Uh, I don't know, and I'm constantly reaching out to I'm reaching out to weak and dormant tides in my network and. And re-engaging with them, um, not for any specific reason, but um, you know, relationships, as Jordan Harbinger would say, are the best insurance policy. You know, you need to if when when shit hits the fan, you got to be able to really want to be able to have a lot of people who are ready and willing to come to your aid and lend you a helping hand and help you get back up. You know, what are you going to do if you lose everything tomorrow? Yeah, so. That's something to think about. Um, treat everyone like they can get you a cover story on Forbes magazine. You yes, never I, know I read your can, post. That was yeah. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. You never know what someone can can do for you uh, three days from now, three weeks, three years, thirty years from now. You you never know, and and that's not to say that you know the the cover story is the goal. It's just it's not. It's just a good way to treat people. Okay. Now, let's say uh, before you started a podcast, right? Two years ago, you started that in uh, 2018, right? April 17th. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, on that specific day, if you could go back and, uh, you know, give your younger self. how You're 22 years old now, if I'm not wrong. Mm, so I turned 23 a couple of days ago. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's say if you could go four years back in time and then give your whatever you've learned in these four years. If you could give your younger self any advice in terms of starting the podcast, doing something, correcting some uh, mistake that you've done, what would those be? Oh, I'd say start it at uh <laughs> if I started it four years ago, that'd be cool. If I had, that, that's a lot of time, man. I, yeah. I, that's, the earlier, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be huge. I'd have, I'd have a lot more listeners. I can only imagine where I'm going to be in a year and a half. And if I had started it in 2016, Jesus. Christ, man. Yeah. Whew. That was the best time to start. 2016, 2018. I mean, really, like I said, the earlier, the better. 2015 was better than yeah. that. It's a, yeah. 
uh, really should have started in 2006, to be honest. <laughs> this is something that even I had because I started my podcast a year ago in 2019, mm-hmm. right? And I was thinking about this from 2016, you know, that I should start a podcast, I should start a podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, if I would have started back then, you know, instead of being one of the top five, I would at and least be... Why didn't you start in 2016? I was just waiting, you know, that I'll get better, better equipment. I'll build a website. Uh, I mean, like there were so many things. And then, so, so yeah, you just, and obviously you know this now, but you don't even need a microphone, but you just, you get a microphone, you, you spend 50, 60, $120 on a microphone. One time I spent $120 on this microphone two and a half years ago. And that's it. I don't need to spend, I, I haven't need, need to spend any mi- money on microphones. Like it doesn't, you just you don't you don't need all that stuff. You don't need a website. Just don't. Um, again, you know that now. But the thing that I would say is, I I wasted sixty five episodes, and and it's gonna sound, it could sound harsh, but I say this to everyone, regardless of whether they use this tool or not. But I would say don't use Zoom. Uh, I use I did sixty five episodes with Zoom. It's not. It's a great meeting software. I use it almost every day for all sorts of meetings, but it's not a tool that's built for podcasters. The sound quality isn't great. It's just, mm. and it's, it's, it's honestly just not, the quality is just not very good. Use something like Squadcast or try.cast, weirdest domain I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> try.cast. Yes. Okay. Or yes, but Squadcast or Riverside.fm, Squadcast.fm. Um, using a piece of software that's going to record the audio locally. So it could sound like we're in the same room, if, especially if you and I, you and I are both using some pretty good mics right now. If we were on one of those platforms, we'd sound primo. Uh, instead of being recorded over the internet, like Zoom, Interesting. It's, just, it's just it's just way better. It's, it's far superior. You're going to see a paywall. You're going to see Squadcast $20 a month. You're going to see Riverside. Riverside's audio and video, so I think it's $40 a month. Um, you see cast is probably like $10 a month. Uh, but you get what you pay for. True. End of the day, podcast is all about the audio quality, right? The better audio quality, the better experience. The listeners. Yeah. And I really do believe that audio quality is one of the most important things in, in terms of listener retention. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Okay. Now this is one question, uh, you know, Jordan, that I asked almost every guest on my podcast. Okay. This is one last question. And I want to ask you as well. Uh, again, this is an advice. So I know you don't like giving advice, but two practical tips to everybody out there. You understand the importance of the growth mindset, right? The growth university. You have a similar podcast. I have a growth mindset. Now, what can people do to develop this growth mindset? The the idea of, you know, learning and growing every day. Do you have any uh, ritual or practices that you do that is helping yeah, you? I just, yeah, I just know that, that I can solve most problems through learning i i very very often learn my way out of pain whenever mm. i whenever i'm faced with some sort of challenge i there's always a, a book on it man you know when it came to communication and my inability to talk to people i very much solved that problem with a number of books on the subject when i did not know how I didn't know persuasion. I did not know sales. I couldn't, I couldn't sell crap. I very much solved that problem. And so much so to the point where since April, I feel like I'm coming into 
almost almost reaching that level of mastery in in selling like i really have just i just i just got it man uh and, and before april i was horrible <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I i didn't know prospecting i didn't know how to prospect you know you might think prospecting and sales are the same thing they're not they're two very different things i i'd say sales is you know being in the conversation in the meeting uh and i would say that i mean yes that, and prospecting is is reaching out to people, reaching out to prospects. And that's a very, like, where do I even start? Who do I reach out to? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I, well, I don't, I, I couldn't figure, I would read all these books on sales and I got it. And then the, and the few chances that I got from inbound leads, I was like, I would crush it. I was like a hundred percent. Like I would close every deal with inbound leads. Nice. Inbound leads are obviously much easier to close. True. And I had, yep. the, I had the knowledge of sales, but then I was like, I, oh my God, I don't know how to prospect. I can't, I don't know how to do this, hmm. but I know I can. I just got to figure it out. I just got to find the, the resources on it. And it took a little bit to find the, the, took a couple months to find the right resources on it that will really helped me. Hmm. And uh, I very much figured that out. You know, so I just, I kind of just go from like one thing to the next, like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to focus a few months on, on solving this problem now. Hmm. Um, I mean, just kind of identify those pain points and, and then identify the resources uh, out there. Seek out the resources from people who ought to know and then go test what you've learned. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically you, uh, you know, even if you don't know something, it's all about learning first and then taking action towards those to make sure that you actually go ahead and, you know, achieve what you want to do. And you can't say or make excuses saying, I, can't, I, I wasn't able to do it. That's not the way forward. Where are the, what are the other platforms people can reach out to you for your courses or just want to talk to you? I have a, a free, entirely free course on podcasting. It's called How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. It's about an hour of content, very professionally recorded, multiple camera angles. It's all very, very professional. Mm -hmm. uh, really good course. Really proud of it. It's been out for well over a year now. And so many people have started podcasts because of this course. I feel like every other podcast I get on, some the the person on the other side is like, oh, you're the only reason I have a podcast. And wow. it's because of that course. Uh, and so it's at jordanparis.com slash course. Perfect. Uh, awesome, Jordan. Uh, thank you so much, you know, for being an amazing guest and sharing all the story. Uh, I'm sure that this should definitely help a lot of podcasters in India as to yeah. some of the issues that they were going through or they are going through and they could, you know, go ahead and fix those loopholes. So thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Growth Mindset Podcast. Yeah, certainly. This brings us to the end of this episode and hope you at least had one takeaway from this interview. If you have any questions or want to talk to me personally, you can find me at www.silavatirshad.com. See you soon.